Hi friends, welcome to Why We Care, the podcast where together we explore our relationship with the natural world. I'm your host Tiffen, I grew up in the French part of Switzerland and I now live in London where I work in the environmental space, helping people and organizations connect the dots for a regenerative future. Over the past few years, I've come to realize and understand that the reason why we care and feel such deep hurt when we see a forest being cut down or a whale being killed is because nature is where we come from. It's our home and it's who we are and it is so central to our balance and well-being. And yet we've become so disconnected from it. Most of us in the Western world living in concrete buildings, walking on concrete roads, living our lives away from the natural world. But I really do think we need a stronger connection with our environment, now more than ever. So this podcast is all about finding ways to restore that connection while protecting and regenerating the ecosystems around us. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Titouan Bernicot, the founder and CEO of Coral Gardeners. He grew up on a pearl farm in French Polynesia in the middle of the South Pacific Ocean. Whenever I'm on a call with him, I'm convinced he's using one of those fake beach backgrounds, but then I remember it's actually his real backdrop. We even got interrupted by dolphins swimming past the Coral Gardeners headquarters while recording this conversation. Titouan says that coral reefs gave him everything in his life, from the waves he surfs to the food he eats and the oxygen he breathes. So in 2017, at only 18 years old, he started Coral Gardeners to restore the reefs and plant corals. Together with his team, he has already planted over 100,000 corals in French Polynesia, and they have set the goal for themselves to plant 1 million corals by 2025, all around the world. I met him at the World Oceans Day event in New York last year and was so impressed by his positive energy and contagious hope. He knows what's at stake, but rather than letting the state of the world get him down, he turns this into meaningful action, getting people and organizations such as Rolex, Prada, Warner Brothers and many, many more from all around the globe to join the movement and help restore healthy ocean ecosystems. So make sure you follow them on social media and adopt a coral if you can to support their super important work. Links in the show notes as always. I hope you're feeling comfortable and relaxed. Take a moment to feel connected and grounded. Drop your jaw, move your shoulders down, away from your ears. Take a deep breath in, a long breath out, and let's dive in. Thank you for caring and sending you lots of love. Hello, Titouan. Thank you so much for your time today. The first thing I wanted to ask you is what's your story? So can you introduce yourself, your work um, and how you got where you are today? Yeah, thank you, Tiffen, for having me on the podcast. So uh, like I, you say, I'm Titouan Bernicott. I'm the founder and CEO of Coral Gardeners. I'm currently based in uh, French Polynesia on the sister island of Tahiti uh, called Moorea, where we have our global headquarters with, uh, with Coral Gardeners. And um, so where to start? So I spent the first couple years of my life in the remote part of French Polynesia in the archipelago of islands called the Tuamotu Archipelago. And my parents, uh, they were pearl farmers, so they were growing oysters and harvesting the, the Taishan pearls. And so we grew up really um, with a remote kind of lifestyle, like there was no shop, no supermarket, no school, no doctor, and there was not even the, the phone. At the beginning, it was, was only radio. So when you were talking, uh, every, everyone was, was listening to what you were saying. And it was um, a real um, connected uh, to nature way of living. You know, you 
you didn't have any supermarket, so you need to to go and grab the coconuts or the fish, and it was um, it was a tough li- lifestyle because you get a lot of cuts with the oyster. The corals are everywhere. Right? It's it's coral corals islands there, and you have sharks when you spear fish. They they try to get your fish, so it's um it's really living in harmony with the ocean, and and I don't think it can get more sustainable because every bit of food you have is then going to be eaten by the hermit crabs or the moray eel. You're really a part of that loop. And that's how I grew up. So then I moved to Moorea, the island where I am today uh, at the age of three years old and a half when my little brother Yohane was just born. And and same here, we spent so much time uh, in the water surfing, free diving, the, the coral reef and the ocean became just our playground and and one day i discovered that our favorite playground was was losing its colors and dying and um it was going so fast and because i love surfing coral reef waves i love uh, free diving with the marine life and because they are like the lungs of our ocean i wanted to do something and i and i started a, a coral garden was just six years and a half ago in 2017 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. Thank you for that intro. And um, yeah, I love that. I love where you grew up. I mean, I feel like a lot of places in the world are beautiful, but where you grew up um, seems really to be like one of the most beautiful places on earth, right? I've never been, but I keep hearing about yeah, it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's unique. You know, it's really pristine. I think um, that's what we have uh, so unique in, in French Polynesia is that we have that authenticity with the people and uh, and the place and even more when you go to those remote islands um it pre- it's it's pristine nature you know you you really feel your your part of it and um and you have amazing like tiger sharks the seascape the underwater landscape are beautiful and uh yeah you're just a little uh, part of the uh, of the of the balance and of the of that huge ocean yeah so it's it's mm-hmm. a unique place for sure yeah. mm-hmm. wow i love that um and so you said a little bit before but i would love if you could explain um in a bit more detail what's happening to coral reefs so i think listeners will probably have heard a little bit already about coral bleaching and pollution and everything but could you maybe share what is destroying coral reefs yeah completely so it's something that we don't talk enough about for the simple reason that people are more familiar with trees in a, in a park. Um, if you go um, to, 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 to the park in New York or in Paris, you know, people, they know about trees and deforestation, but few people have the chance and the opportunity to put a, a mask and a goggle and see what's happening under the surface. And it's, it's, it's really scary. Coral reef, they are what we call the, we call them the rainforest of the sea. Mm. They are home for thousands of marine uh, species, like uh, my ocean sister Sylvia Early is saying. It's they are they are life in our in our oceans, and and they're 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 the most to to put it simply, they are the most biodiverse ecosystem on our planet. Like the coral triangle close to Rajampat is where you can find most alive, um, uh, biggest amount of alive species on Earth. So if we lose the coral reef, we lose. Um, the biggest amount of life on our planet. And it's what creates half of the oxygen we breathe, healthy ocean with a healthy ecosystem. It's what regulates the temperature that we have doing uh, carbon, um, like 
sequestration and, and photosynthesis. So we need a healthy coral reef to have healthy ocean and have a healthy blue planet. And so right now what's happening with global warming and ocean acidification and the rising temperatures of the water is that the corals, they are stressed. You know, normally the, the pink coral, orange, brown coral, they have that symbiosis, symbiotical relationship between the the polyps, the tentacle animal part of the coral that create the hard skeleton and the zooxanthellae, the microalgae, symbiotic mm -hmm. algae that lives inside the coral tissue and gives two things. Uh, first, it gives the 90% of the energy that the polyps, they need to survive and create the skeleton and just live. And also uh, the this beautiful, important uh, zooxanthellae algae is giving also the pigmentation of colors. Uh, to the coral. So here the, the, the algae is pink, you know. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening when you have a quick, rapid change of the temperature, the coral are becoming stressed and the algae is not performing anymore, is not helping the coral polyps, the animal parts uh, anymore. So the polyps are, are expulsing the algae out of the coral and the coral is so weak, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have any more 90% of its energy. It's super um, uh, weak. And also, it, it's it's white because it's lose its its colors. It's 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 um and pigmentation. So that's what we are talking when we say a coral bleaching event, and it's happening all around the planet at the moment where we are talking even more with with El Nino coming next year, and it's um you know we have lost almost almost half of the coral reef worldwide in just thirty years. They are already gone or condemned. And the scientists estimate that in, by 2050, in less than 30 years, 90% of the remaining ones could be could become them. So I think it's just the biggest challenge that humanity ever faced, <laughs> more than wars or things, is we are losing the most vital and most important ecosystem. I love I love the cover of the Time magazine. Uh, the ocean is issue of 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 September uh, fifth of September, saying that describing um, the corals as the coral reef as the most important place on the earth, and we are losing them like this, and not enough people are talking about it. There is not enough action, and so that's why that's why we exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that, and I love what you were saying because I was going to ask, but you said already about how it impacts everyone because even if you live in a place that is not connected with the ocean um you still rely on the ocean for half of the air we breathe and as you're saying it's also these whole ecosystems that become out of balance if you start um destroying yeah. the coral reefs so thank you for the reminder i would love also if you could talk us through the different stages of restoring a coral reef so what do you do at coral gardeners yeah, like, like you say, uh, Tiffen, everyone is connected to the ocean and the coral reef. You know, it's, I like to say, I like to ask people, do you like to breathe? Like no reef, no ocean, no air. And it's as simple as that. And we are all concerned and responsible for global warming happening. And so it's so important that we find um, alternatives, innovation solution to just um, reconsider how we move, how we eat, how we just live on that planet if we want to still breathe and have life in our oceans that give us everything. You know, there is 70% of water on, in our body, but also in, in the ocean, on our blue planet. So we just need to take this a bit more seriously and 
that's why I realized when I went surfing at 16 years old and I arrived and all the reef was white. Mm-hmm. You arrive at your favorite reef break, surf break, and all the all the corals, they are not pink or yellow. Huh? They, they were all white. And uh, and with the friends, we were um, we were shocked. We were fucking shocked. Like, what is happening to our beautiful reef? And we realized that everything was connected and they were we were just losing them. And so after that, we quickly realized that nobody was doing anything. There was maybe three, four, five scientists studying it. We didn't even know what they were finding. And uh, in fact, there was no action. There was no impact and nothing going on. So we told ourselves, okay, we're just a bunch of school dropouts, island kids, surfers, fishermen but the, the the change needs to start from us we need to think big and, and 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 visualize how a group of young people could be leading an international and global movement and um and because because it's all we have because the coral reef it's it's us you know it's the fish we eat build our skin it's the best mm-hmm. moment when we serve the reef break waves it's the favorite shark and turtle we we love diving with. It was natural for us to have that strength and and motivation to just go for it, you know. And so we started coral gardeners with the. And when I'm talking, there there are a lot of dolphins in front of the headquarters. Oh my God, incredible! <laughs> I know from our restoration team, it was the first employee, and and I just saw a bit of spinner dolphins yeah. jumping in front of the HQ. It's crazy and. That's so and true. you know, the, those, for those reasons, we started the project with the simple goal of trying to revolutionize how we mm-hmm. how we do conservation. You know, mm-hmm. it's too slow. It's not talking to enough people. So how you have a bigger speed of execution? How you create more impact? Like private companies, you know, they have the world most efficient people. You know me, I don't really believe too much of volunteering and only giving a a part of our time to something we believe in. Mm. Uh, and I think we need to completely re revise and, and rethink the image of conservation. Saving the planet needs to be uh, the new cool, you know, it needs to be a uh, sexy, provocative. And, and the people who watch the NBA, they need to be as uh, inspired by a conservationist, like who become kind of the athletes and with the only fight we can't afford to lose. The only game we can afford to lose, saving our most important places on earth. So I launched Coral Gardener. I started planting coral when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I tried a narrow period where I was doing, okay, this coral here, okay, it performed this way, there is a current. So I was really learning, sending a lot of message, and I saw all the scientists, and they told me, little buddy, calm down. You need to finish <laughs> your high school. Five years of marine biology, do a PhD of eight, nine years before you have enough credibility. And the only path for you to be working on the field with coral is to become a scientist. Mm-hmm. And um, today at Coral Gunners, we have seven scientists full time, like marine biologist, PhD from Berkeley University, California. Like it was always my dream to have them full time and to be able to hire them. Now it's 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 um, it's happening. But me, I'm I'm not the best at mathematics and stuff. I love science and I'm you know, we are kind of self-taught scientists. We spent thousands of hours this last years in the water. We observed so many things. We reported them to the best we could. But also we were so fortunate to learn from all of the best scientists in the world, in the field that came here or that we met at 
um, seminar or event. So the goal is to really uh, um, do three things. We want to restore core reef ecosystem and to scale up that coral gardening thing around the world, which is still at the really um, um, starting level. Like it's like the grandma garden, you know, where you have a couple of lettuce, salad mm-hmm. growing in the back of the garden. That's where we are now mm-hmm. with coral gardening and restoration. And we want to take this to completely uh, revolutionize that to create a new job. Like mm-hmm. then our goal is to plant a million coral by the end of 2025. We're ending 2023 at the really amazing number of 100,000 coral planted. It's uh, it's it's it takes a lot of time. And second, we want to create that global movement. We want to empower as many local communities as possible. You know, giving them jobs and also telling the story of the reef worldwide, like we're doing right now with with UTFN. And um, and the last thing we do is we have our we created our own research and development center internally called the CG Labs where we're working with amazing engineers and scientists and field practitioners to develop tomorrow new solutions and tools to better monitor and and and, and restore the and preserve the reef ecosystem. So those are the third pillars we are focusing uh, every day on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. I love that. And I love how you started. You said you started with this kind of big vision and idea, but then it was a lot of trial and error. Um, and um, now you're kind of growing the movement, yeah. uh, and getting more expertise, but also like staying true to your roots, which I really love. So um, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah, I know we're almost out of time, but um, is there anything you want to end on? Um, something I usually ask people is, how do you look after yourself and recharge your batteries? Because obviously the kind of self-care yeah. and mental health element is so important. I kind of feel like <laughs> knowing you, I know what you will say, but is there anything you want to end on or any kind of maybe like advice for people or um, yeah, what, what's your <laughs> your parting words? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Thank you. Um, it's true that, you know, like six years ago, we we're still in my bedroom with my little brother of 14 years old, like figuring out how an organization works how the adult work, world works and how we'll be able to play our part and make our difference out there, you know, seeing where we need to position ourselves, etc. And how to learn from all those amazing initiatives that already exist. And um, and I feel like yes, this was yesterday. Now we have a full-time team of 70 uh, employees worldwide, like 7-0 it's it's crazy you know uh the, we are operating in different countries around the world um and we are changing life of people like our team of fiji they were growing without electricity in the neighborhood of suva nobody believed in us you know organizers represent the the underdogs you know like those young people and me i don't fucking care if there is a degree or not i want to see commitment you know motivation people are that are willing to really adopt that mission in their daily life and shoot for it you know we need to the time is running and then we need to shoot and then we need to give our all and it's 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 a lot it requires so much energy i i burnt out three times in the last six years and a half seven years starting core gardeners because i just fucking love what i do mm-hmm. um and uh, and I forgot myself a bit into um, the process. I didn't want to go surfing anymore. Didn't want really to see my friends, but uh, I just wanted to to work because I I love it. And um, but it's true that it's uh, it's it's harder. Huh? It's really hard uh, when you want to do things well. 
mm-hmm. and have that science-driven approach, that entrepreneur approach. You, we, we raise our own funds, you know. We don't have money coming from governments or things. We go out there and get our funding with brands that we like, like Pangaya, like Rolex, National Geographic, and we have amazing family that are funding our work. And without them, we, we can't do everything. But how we started and still today, how we cover our fixed cost, it's thanks to all the people around the planet that for Christmas or birthday or just to help us, they are adopting corals. For mm-hmm. $29, they go on our website, they choose their coral, they receive their adoption card. And us, we are able to create nurseries and move from tiny fragment to bigger one and outplant them back onto damaged uh, reef. And I think this satisfaction of, of seeing the impact, you know, I think there is too much blah, blah in this, this world and to to see that that little fragment growing and becoming a bigger coral mother colony where you have tiny fish and, and crabs that choose your baby coral as their new home and new habitat. Mm. Uh, wow, it's me a lot of hope for the future. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, if, so, so, and I don't have a lot of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. If, please, if, people want to, uh, if listeners want to adopt a coral, they can go to your website. How long does it take from the moment? So you collect the fragments, you grow the coral. How long yeah. does it take from that to the moment it can be planted into um, a new reef? Yeah, I mean, that's the most simple way to join our movements. They're mm-hmm. going to be connected to our field work. It's mm-hmm. a trick-click process on our, our website, coralgardeners.org. Mm-hmm. And the three steps are collecting fragments, mm-hmm. then gardening them, like placing them in our garden, in our coral nursery, during a period of 12, 12 to 18 months, depending mm-hmm. on the species. And then when they are ready, we outplant them back uh, onto the reef. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to have the community being able to see a live stream 24-7, their corals growing, have... A dashboard, we have today, um, the reef map is the, our dashboard where they see the temperature, the biodiversity increase over time. This is the future, you know, and we are working on it every day with our engineers. So the experience is already here, you know, and and people now, they can make a difference from their couch. And the most important thing is to see what we can do on a daily basis to uh, reduce our carbon footprints and, and just our impact on, on, on global warming. But then there are so many great groups. We are not on the only ones. You know, there are amazing organizations trying, and because it's it's fucking hard to get the funding, and there are a lot of organizations that are struggling with that. And and us as well, you know, it's it's not easy. The SDG 14, the Sustainable Development Goal 14, life below the water, is the less funded one. And there is a gap of a hundred billion dollars. If we wanted to be on track with saving life in our water, in, in our ocean. Yeah. So we need more people to join us. I don't have any advices to give when it comes to taking care of, taking care of ourselves. Me, I learned it the hard way and I don't want to burn out anymore. Yeah. I think it's about doing what you love, surrounding yourself with the right people, having a great a right team that you can trust. Uh, and passionate people around you and doing things you love also, smelling the roses along the way, taking the right breaks. And just me, I love, I call it the nursery therapy. When I'm too overworked, i overwhelmed, uh, I go in the nursery and just sit and see. You know, we arrive at this site, it's Tiaya. There mm-hmm. were a, about around 50 fish in the nursery. And now after three years of work, there is more than 5,000. So wow. you move from 50 fish to 5,000. And you just watch them all interact. 
mm-hmm. and um, you know why you you work so hard yes yeah? so i think doing what we love is is important yeah yeah i love that and that's such a good reminder of uh yeah i guess like why what you're doing what you're doing and kind of uh restores your your focus and your balance whenever you need it amazing well i'll let you yeah. go because i know you have to run but thank you so much that was such an interesting conversation and uh i hope to speak soon but uh yeah thank you for your time thank you tiffen for the opportunity and everyone for listening uh and yeah 2024 it's game on we need more action and uh we, we can't we can't wait to to do more so let's 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 do this all together guys Thank you, listeners. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you can, please don't forget to share the episode around you so we can get even more people to join the movement. Make sure you also visit the Coral Gardeners website and social media channels. You can also look at adopting a coral with them if you feel like it. Um, It's quite a fun action you can take. If you want to message me as well, feel free to do so on Instagram at whywecarepodcast. It's always so lovely to hear from you, so feel free to share your feedback or thoughts. And see you very soon. Thank you for caring and sending me lots of love.